Testing, testing. One, two, three. Maddox Rangers Glory Days podcast. Lads, thanks very much for coming along. It's the first podcast I've done in the Glory Days series where my teammates I'm interviewing. And the first on the podcast for to have a selector involved as well. So without further ado, I'll introduce my guests. And beside me here is the captain of the team, Adrian Reid. Hey, Danny. Um, we have selector Ernar Roach. Hello. And wingback extraordinaire, Sean Gelson. Hey, Diddy. Lads, I've plenty of. Uh, it's been a while. I feel that it's hard to get the memory flowing as well. So I've plenty of photographs and that in front of us, just the kind of and programs and um, one for hoarding all the scrapbooks. What what memories stick out straight away off the bat? Uh, for me, uh, the the final against Kilcarry is probably the big one. Uh, I felt all year we were building towards a perfect performance, and uh, I think we managed to achieve it in. Uh, the county final, and that's one of my biggest memories. So, do you want to give the fact? Do you want to, do you want to hit the fact to hit us, go with the stats from that game? What? One that stands out. That <laughs> well, the stat that we hadn't got a miss all game, apart from Brian Corcoran hitting the post, but we hold that, uh, we'll hold that against him. Uh, I guess it was about momentum, just trying to get to that perfect game, and you're always wary going into a final, especially when we we've lost in semi-finals and previous finals leading up to that and it was just great to see everything click uh, on the day and uh, you know from the throw in to the final whistle uh, it was very easy being a selector that day because even I remember doing the the parade and I I came just before the teams lined up after we did the shaking of the hands and the national anthems or whatever I remember saying to you I remember saying, Screech, they're playing such and such here. And I broke from the... the yeah, play. yeah. It was even that, and it, we, even, we even predicted that on the day as well. So everything went really perfect on it. Like. Yeah, yeah, and you could see there was a bit of focus. But uh, I kind of found myself judging teams in the dressing room beforehand, and I was c- completely wrong. So it was re- it's never really until the game starts that I can kind of feel, oh, this is going to be a good day. You know what I mean? Because even this year we had a different build-up in the dressing room where we wouldn't get too kind of built up. Yeah. And then you just break away onto the pitch. So I'm never too sure until you see them, you see the teams playing. And uh, just that day I thought uh, we were immense. That was, one, yeah, one to 15, I, like. That was a big thing for me as well, you mentioned that. And I know I said, I, mean, I think I said to you, you know, that this year, like, in the dressing room, like years ago, we would have had the dress room, had to be really still before a game, had to be real focused, and everyone was kind of like snarling at each other in the dress room. This year, I don't know, it was the younger lads that were there, but I felt very loose, very free, like you're shooting the breeze beforehand. And I know we, we played five or six games with Stabannon this year. It was nearly like a home venue, but the crack we had in the dress room before the games, just, it was, I felt it was such a feel good factor. 
Yeah, it's very calm. There was, it was definitely calmness in the dressing room, and it's probably you know in a in a good way. There was no no complacency, no lads, you know, just not being focused on the game. There was that there was that calmness that we we believed, we trusted ourselves that you know when when the when we went out over the white line that we were gonna you know what I mean we were all gonna perform and and that was, that was a big thing. Or like I remember the brides game last year in in twenty eighteen rather, and it was our first game of the championship, and we really put a lot of a lot of work into that that year and you know focused on the championship but we were so caught up in the dressing room beforehand like remember doing the warm-up coming back in thinking how am i going to play 60 minutes here it was absolutely <laughs> wrecked like almost absolutely. energy sapping. yeah energy yeah. sapping. just that, that negative energy just just taking its toll on you and you know we had john at the time and he kind of I, I said that to him after the game i said i was so tired in that game he said, he said that to me last year in the in the semi-final against the clans and it was only that point it kind of clicked that you know just getting too caught up in the games and there was so much pressure to get to get from intermediate to senior it was a four time trying but the, you put that pressure on yourself and and it, it, it can it can be a negative thing that you just drains your energy you know yeah I, I, I feel the same about this I get difficult in focusing on this year on its own because it's just I just kind of see it as a four year block the highlight for me was actually beating the clans in the semi-final this year yeah. Because I nearly have pairs of games. I've got the two finals, the final we won last year and the final we lost three, four years ago. And then I got two semi finals, the two semi finals we lost. And along the way it's as if there's so many challenges that came in twos and we don't invariably get over one, like for example, we'd have the mock this one year where we beat them by a point and then the following year they come back and beat us by yeah, a yeah. couple of points, it was more than one. And I get it very difficult to focus on just last year because for the lads like us here who've been at this for a while, it was a constant, it was a real pressure. And the big difference in the last year was that I think there's a bit of confidence has returned in our own ability and then the ability to actually execute what we've been trying to do in training. Um, I don't, it's not even in any more commitment because commitment's always been excellent, but there's a change in approach, which then meant we could go out against Cooley in a big game. And no, come the first game. Win. Yeah, go out again against the Clans, and then it finally against Kilcarry, and not really worry about losing. I wouldn't say we're ultra, ultra confident, because you always have got worries, but you don't really, you're not really worried about losing anymore. I, I kind of felt that this year, was the one year there was no external pressure on us. It wasn't like the last, like the past couple of years, your head would have been wrecked all through games. Eh? People would have said, oh, you the win intermediate. You're the handy enough for What are you doing intermediate? This is the first year I kind of felt that, look, no one's talking about us. When we're kind of being written off, the kind of other teams have been built up as such. And I kind of felt that pressure was off. The younger lads coming in, loosened us a little bit. And then, like like you said at the start, Andy, it was just it was just building. Did you did you find that? I know you're you're on the selector kind of side of things. Yeah, well, I always found like in the previous two years with John Kennedy, Brendan Grant, I found that we did so much great like work, like team ethic, hard work and training, building up momentum, and I think. I think it really stood to us that the work ethic was there. Yeah. And when Sean and Niall came in, 
like all they had to do was tweak one or two things and it just seemed to kind of open them up from the previous two years a little bit and uh it was just evident that we had the confidence back. You know what I mean? A big thing, I think, also was a couple of the young lads had trained with us the previous year and it stood to them. And we had that extra dimension on the bench and players on the team felt that they had backup there. Players could come in. I think we played almost six subs in every game. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't like... A, they weren't gesture subs. They were like finishers. They were like... You kind of have to almost think that they were there's players that can finish this game. And if you could nearly program some players on the pitch to go out to play 40 minutes really good with the knowledge that there's someone that could come on for 20 minutes and finish it, it's good for the team in general. Yeah. But you'd, you'd never really ask someone to come out and play 40 minutes and leave yeah. purposely. And they added a whole new dimension. It's like, I personally think it's 2005 since the last time it's such a young group together. Because obviously we have lots of young lads coming in individually or in twos but you could genuinely say that there's probably seven or eight lads there now who are younger than 20 for sure maybe 21 this year but young guys and they actually add like you can talk all you want about tactics and all the rest but that mobility just adds a complete different dimension yeah. to the team and it's probably something that uh, like you said we, we same tactics possibly some same approach Taking a bit of pressure off, but that legs just had a complete new dimension. Definitely, definitely. Do you not think that with Cullen, like that seems to be a trend in terms of we don't get those one or two players that come through a year. It's always a batch of players. Like take Screech, your your team with yeah. with with Cali and uh, with Cali and, and Brenner and Christy. There was a four of you guys really. Um. Then you had Ivor and Robbie. Um. Don't know if there was anyone else there. You had you had David, Richie, Sherlock, Shanzi. Yeah, there um, were batches of there was players, batches of Mark yeah. Brennan, you know what I mean? And then Robbie oh, sorry, said but like then you had, you know, Gilly, you probably were on your own in terms of your yeah. group. Yeah. Myself, Danny, Darren Brennan, Darry, Darry, Wadlock. You know, there's there's another there's another six or seven lads that just come through in batches and then like, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. So who's really. the new lads that come in this year? Who's the young Yeah, lads? like that's it, you've Ben McKenna, JP, um Ushie McKenna, Shane Hickey. Cotton Fleming, yeah, yeah, oh, massive, like yeah, I mean, massive yeah, lads. You have the likes of Terry and Brendan who probably just were, were one oh, yeah. that came into the team in the year, you know. But there was, you know, you have a yeah, few yeah. exceptions, but in general, it seems to be a batch of players. And I think that's just a small community, isn't it? You kind of you grow up with, you know, if you get a good batch of players, they, they tend to stick together, like you know. But do you listed a batch there, and really, that's kind of point to the problem because between two thousand and four. And let me see, 2015. Yeah. There was, I, it's not that there wasn't guys coming through, but I actually think the success yeah. meant that it locked out some guys. Definitely. I yeah. got opportunities when I came along yeah. to make the mistakes and to learn across a couple of years. And there was room for that because we were, although we won a championship or winning the championship, but they made room for it. I think that possibly uh, the success is great, but it actually might. There could be guys playing with us who are no longer playing with us hmm. who may have had bigger yeah, totally if rude. there was an opportunity for them around 2009. It was just too hard to break into that team, and there was, a, yeah. there was tried and trusted players, and there was so many of us like that. You know, if, if, if it came to the, to the young chap who's only 20, 21 years old. 
versus let's say someone like myself or Shanzi you're always going to pick the yeah. tried and trusted player you know that's that's one thing like <coughs> uh, what I would say one of the difference from those say heartbreak years of the clans and the Moctas and uh, the Joes and the intermediate final and even getting relegated to jocks the, the thing, Sean Kelly comes in and one of the first team like great coaching that and you also have Callies there who's the homegrown kind of side of thing as well but one thing that stu- stood out and what we're touching on here is Sean says I like the age profile of, of the room here I think it's perfect and it turned out it was because you had that blend youth and experience it, it, the competition for places was there the whole year like you say early yeah I, I guess if you have a smaller panel it's, it's easier for a selector but some would say the opposite. If you have a big panel, it's easy for a selector. But it's, I, don't, I think with the big panel, it's very difficult because everyone was vying for a place on that team. There was definitely 25 players within a shout. And uh, it was just how to try and manage it. But uh, I, I actually think after we lost some of the bigger players in the past, I think it was those middle ground players, age profile-wise, that stood up and became kind of leaders that really helped us over the line this year. I think it took a few years for them to become more vocal. Yeah. And not vocal in a, you know, like a overpowering way. It was like a constructive, you know, leader on the pitch. Like Yeah, I would look at Lenny this year. Yeah, yeah, Lenny, massive. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even you three guys, like, massive. Like, I know you mightn't see it because he's always felt he's played the same. But looking in, I I thought just took a grip of some situations and games. And it kind of helped the younger lads big time, like, you know. Paddy Waters here from Waters Estate Agents. Matt Rangers, we had a great season in 2019. County champions and great to give you Leinster champions. The future's looking good here around the wee village and hopefully we'll stay senior and the Joe Ward might arrive in the village again in the near future. One of those games was the fair squeeze I felt. It was the quarter-final against the Kevins. So we navigated Cooley. Gilly said it was a tight game. We got over Totter, who had a down year, having been in semi-finals the past few years. <laughs> and then the Kevins in the quarter-final and the that, that was a tight game. That was close. Yeah, that was the first the time I've seen... That was the first time I've seen, like, uh, Sean... Not the first time, but, like, Sean Kelly always spoke about the dark moments in games and how you controlled, like, the... The tough times, like do you kick on, do you kind of get smothered by them? And he had a really good halftime team talk. Lads weren't kind of busting the gut to get out. They were kind of going to follow the process and they just went out and did it. And they trusted it. And even with like 10, I don't know what it was, 10 minutes to go, it was still a tight game. Yeah. yeah, but the lads just responded and you kind of had faith that they would. And they could see after the game that they trusted the process. And I think it stood to us in later games when those kind of dark moments came, that they could get through them and kick on. And I think Sean was very good in that sense, that he, he kind of managed the game and the people well. Yeah, yeah. You always got a feeling in the past, Adrian, you might think of Daniel, like, and he, Aaron, go back to 2002, 2003, and the most enjoyable thing when you're playing with Cullen, uh, particularly across the successful years, is when you were in it in the last 10 minutes, and you could literally, you could nearly smell blood. You're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, brilliant. You just have ultimate confidence. We're torn the screw here. I remember uh, the 2011 
the Pats beat us in the semi-final replay in 2011 yeah. well the first game that day we were coming back they were well up on top of us and then we were coming back and I remember just thinking this is the most enjoyable game ever not the replay of the first game and you think brilliant this is a great game big game semi-final and you're coming back into it now and we used to have ultra ultra confidence that we could go and close out a game we could get the scores or stop the other guys scoring if needed be and that just takes experience to learn. I think this year is one of the first years in quite a while. Uh, I'll say 2019 was the first year in quite a while that you actually felt, I'm not going to worry about hits at all. Five or ten minutes to go. One just up, just one the behind. Yeah, yeah you can really... Yeah, no panic here at all, yeah. yeah. Is, is it a coincidence that Sean Kelly was over us in 2011? <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not, you know. Yeah, yeah no, there's definitely... That was, that was one of the biggest things. Like, and it, it's, hard, it's hard to get that, but, you know, we, we didn't panic on the field if things weren't going right. We just... We found a way, and it may not have been something that we discussed before, but we always just... Because we had that calmness, we were able to see... A way to unlock a, a team like and the, the Kevin's was it was such a tough game like you know what I mean and yeah. they, they really had us on the ropes did did a goal chance that that just blazed over the bar to put them a point up and yeah. it probably kickstarted us a bit like and we we just started to do the simple thing and start to control the game you know we realised what wasn't working for us and what we needed to do and I think we ended up with was it nine points or ten points in the end like, ten, it, I think it was end. it was a total injustice to the scoreline but it was still it was a great. Great set of character to us. Not not that uh, uh, we torn the corner that game. I just think we, we answered another question, um, you know. And it was it was really it was the the clans game in the semi final was where we where we really torn the corner because, you know, the previous two times of trying it with a new team. Really, let's be honest. Two thousand seventeen was the start of yeah. a new team. Um, you know, it was our tour time of ask, and we really were under the cosh. Didn't play well. David went off injured after five minutes. And yeah, David was off injured. Like yeah, other years you would have been thinking ah. Oh, here we go with a dogfight in the clans, but what way did you feel? Just no, I, I didn't. I just the way it is when you're playing at the time, you just have to, you know, it doesn't matter who you lose, they're gone. There's, there's no point, in, you know, worrying about that. You just get on with it. The, the players that are there will do the job, and you know, we just found it very hard to score that day. And you know, like I know I've kicked, kicked wide after wide in the first half. Um, there was, but you know, there was such uncharacteristic. Wides that we were kicking that you know we were getting the ball into the correct place you know good scoring opportunity and kick it wide and that that probably just came with a bit of you know mental block like that that unfortunately we 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 managed to survive you know David goes off right and I remember five minutes to go we get a free out on the wing around the twenty one yard line and one of the subs hits it and puts it over. Who was, who was that? Probably Cole, was it? Was yeah. It, was it Cole or was it Aaron Brown was that? No, Cole hit one on his left foot like that. You know, but, you know, yeah, he kicked Worley. I remember Cole came on as a sub. I don't know if he came on in the second half or he came on for David. No, no, he didn't. I think he came on later in the second half. I distinctly remember him hitting it and he popped it over the bar. And that was, I remember just actually thinking to myself, first of all, who's letting him hit that? And then <laughs> when he put it over, it was like, wow, well done. And he just ran back into position like, yeah, big pressure, yeah, big pressure yeah. kick, and he was yeah, able to do it. Very impressed, yeah. Because yeah. 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 you kind of every score was vital at that stage. Like, sure, you know, was, yeah. really hard from because it's all talk if you just going to don't go and do it. Yeah, and he went and did it. And then Lenny as well. Lenny made it like we were really it was game as a draw match with, with two minutes to go, and Lenny kind of made that burst through if you remember. Yeah, um, and drew a free like you know probably probably was was questionable whether it was a free for me it was like for I know from chatting to any of the clans guys they, they didn't think it was but you're going to get that 
But um What was you your, know, your hit was that free long the dog I, I didn't think so but um no look that's just yeah, to be honest I, I, I took a chance on it. I I, I ch- gambled that he was gonna get the pass and I'd already made it a run so I don't know who gave him the pass but if, if they had enough given him the pass I would have looked like a complete fool like I just took a chance on it and it probably GH. did it probably it probably did turn the game for us a bit like in terms of you know we we, we dominated the game we were, we were under pressure like they, yeah. they had a run us and it it stopped the play for maybe two or three minutes and, and you know we started off then we really we really got a, a, a grip of the game and finished it out like they just show like if we were going to get out of the media we're, ha- we're going to have to go through the clans yeah. and just show how much of a good team they were and how much of a rival we built up over the years? Yeah, year. absolutely. Yeah. Even and then Billy gets the shot to put them ahead at the end. Oh yeah. Now my heart was in my mouth. Now at that stage, you're kind of thinking, <laughs> "Oh, it's going to be tough now to dig this one out." Yeah. I think I was standing in front of him, but he, he missed it anyway. Yeah, yeah. And then we go down the end, and we walked it. We walk it as well. Yeah, we is that it. the one that? Uh, Right. No, McKeown ended up hitting the fight. Hand pass over the bar, yeah. Yeah, it was a cool finish himself and Ronan, Ronan I think, were breaking forward. Oh, Ryan got the point before that, no? Could have. Lenny got the point, did he? Yeah. yeah we yeah, to go free. ahead Sorry, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, final, like we mentioned, all things kind of came together on the day. And it was a beautiful day as well, if I can remember. Yeah, pitching great order. Yeah. Yeah, I remember feeling. Ner- I remember feeling. Obviously, you're going to be nervous. It's a, it's a county final, you know what I mean. But I remember feeling, oh, my legs are gone here again. What's going on? Like, you know, <laughs> did everything right this week, and then we did the parade, and I don't know where you get that. You know, it's probably your body is 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 waiting for the moment to come. Like, and I remember just feeling that overwhelming. You know, can't wait for this game now, and yeah. feeling the energy just, you know, flowing back into the body. Like, and, and you know, we started that game really well. We we give ourselves a cushion and. You know, when you have that, I think we were one two or one three up after what ten minutes, and the pressure's off a little bit. It gives us that bit of a buffer, and and we played really well. We we we, we you know expressed ourselves, and it just was unfortunate for for Kikardi on the day. Like I don't think anyone would have beaten us, on, to be honest. Finals are a norm to themselves. <laughs> like there's yeah. years, there's years you say shock and wild. Like uh, Paddy Clark used to say, there's kind of like two championships. There's the championship until you get into the final, and then. There's finals, and they're a completely different thing altogether, yeah. and all bets are off. Um, I, I'm, yeah, I think again, I think the first few minutes were a bit topsy turvy, and we just came out on top mm-hmm. and cl- clicked on obviously a good few scores. But I remember all the finals through all the years. Um, they're like a diff- they're laid on to themselves. Well, I, I I remember going into that game. I felt I never as was so prepared as I was for that game. It was like, I just couldn't wait for the game to come on. I was pissed off waiting around all week. I was like, come on, I just want to play this game. Yeah. And, and then we had it all during the week. It was red, amber, and as soon as the throw-in goes, it's green. Like, and I just remember that was it built up. and It was really, really good vision to have working towards it. But we had a special visitor during the week. Give us sound advice before the final. Five in a row winning manager. Mo. <laughs> Jim. Jim Gavin. Oh yeah, Jim came down. And Jim put a bit of a perspective on it all that it's you know what I mean, just to kind of play your own game and enjoy it. Like it was again that calming feel when you're talking to uh, Jim about it all that there's no magic bullet that's gonna fix everything. That uh trust yourself, go out and play. You're playing football with your friends. 
and ju- just do as best you can. And I, I think that it was good. Like it was a good break up to the week as well, wasn't it? Brilliant. It was. It was one of those things. We're getting the message. We were told. Just we were told to come down. We trained on the Tuesday and we were told to come down on the Wednesday night. And I thought like I'd be old and cynical and thinking, oh, what we're going down on the Wednesday night for? Like we had the plan all year. Yeah. Keep it the way it was. Like next thing you walk in, you're sitting down. Oh, actually, before you even walked in, you walked into the clubhouse and there's lads huddled about there's a lad there with a baseball cap. Oh, did he have the baseball cap? Yeah, on? he did, I think, yeah. yeah. And I was like, that's fucking Jim Gavin, right? So I went upstairs and right around to the lads and we're, all, we're giddy, like. Yeah. Then he came in and he was just one of the, one of the best talks I've ever had yeah. with a lad that's uh, was so high profile having won the five in a row. Couple of weeks what, I, what I loved about him was that he came in. Like we, I think Mickey Hart came down in two thousand and eight, right after they won the, after they won the All Ireland yeah, on yeah. his way to the late late show on the Friday night, and, and yeah. we had him. Do you remember? Right. <laughs> Yogi got him down. <laughs> but I, I always remember, like, and Mickey Hart is is a legend of a man. Like, don't get me wrong, but he he basically he he was kind of giving advice, and he read off like you know what 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 worked for for Tyrone in the final. And it was very one way in terms of this is the this is what what they did and this is what worked for them. Whereas Jim Gavin came down, he says, "Right lads, tell me the game plan." And yeah. he made it very interactive, and it was straight away people's people's concentration levels are, are are tuned in, and they're not just listening to the to the you know practicing what we preach here. This was like questions. You know what what you're supposed to be doing. Do you know what I mean? And. Uh, I just thought that was brilliant. You know, it was very, it was very personal. His like for his, a lad to ask us his speech. Yeah, yeah, exactly. From exactly, his exactly, dad, you know. expected him yeah. to like. And anyone he spoke to, himself. he introduced himself. You know, he didn't need because he knew yeah, right well who he was. Yeah. But it was still a lovely. He thing. was fluent in it though, and I think Daniel Ukid said that to me. He's fluent in it because he was able to go. I mean, maybe he gave us a small bit of insight into some of his success because he uh, he challenged us, and we did ninety five percent of the talking that night. Because remember the first thing is where's the goalkeeper? Okay, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. And Mike had to explain what he, he was going to do. He stopped it. He said, "No, don't tell me about your kicking. Where's the two midfielders? Yeah, well, you right. tell me that's what right. to kick outside. Right. You know, yeah. yeah. And beforehand, he was talking to us outside, and he asked us a bit about our game plan, and we didn't really have time to go through it all. And then he kind of said that he didn't want to say stuff to try and change our system. Yeah. So he's very clever in the way that he went up, and he kind of asked the players to explain it to him. And then he kind of worked off the cuff on the responses they gave him. Yeah. So I thought that was quite good. Yeah, but, but he, 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 he looked, he, he obviously looks at the game uh, as completely different bite sized chunks of plays. Correct, yeah. Whereas I, I like Mickey Hart, we call him a rook before, with Joe Kernan before, and they looked at it as a bit your attitude and your approach. Holistically. Holistically, yeah. and making sure that you are 100% that you can be. He was very much, he was talking about, he said that, I remember he was thinking that something like 25 or 26 kickouts and his 25 or 26 opportunities to attack. Yeah. He was very much taking it from a, a basketball kind of a point of view, <laughs> almost. Yeah, a possession. An NFL kind yeah, of a point yeah. of view of your possessions. And then realistically, he was talking about kickouts as setting up the best opportunity to get a score. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, it was really it was amazing insight into what he does and how he does it. Well, you kind of you're talking about that more than the games during the week. Like you're, you're <laughs> buzzing. You're where yeah, I was, and then the week previous we played Parnells, who had the one and only Stephen Cluxon. 
yeah, yeah, and, and, and this is a week after winning the yeah. Ireland the five in a row, and and you're, you're coming there down on a dreary Sunday morning, and all of a sudden Stephen Close being sent a half back, yeah. giving out the lads around, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, we think he talking to the cleaners that day. <laughs> he did. He's a great game, but that was that was a great game for us when you when you look back at it, like we we really clicked that day, you know, and there was still yeah. questions because we were after playing the clans and we didn't really perform and. You know, we got over the line psychologically. It was a massive thing, but we, we, I thought we performed very well that day against the Parnells. You know, we bet them by two or three points in the end, but we were far the better team. Um, and it was it was a massive. You know, it was, it was a few things. Just we changed a few little things, and it really worked really well for us, and brought that into the final. You know, um, yeah. and it's a matter because you mentioned like Shane Hickey there, uh, like uh, absolute nightmare to mark in training, and, and for some reason I usually end up marking him. Uh, he obviously. Fancy's me, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, Shane didn't start until the, the Leinster, the Leinster run. can run, right? Yeah, ben breaks his thumb in the final, uh, the the, uh, the loud intermediate final. And now Shane, Shane over the course of ten weeks develops more than a lot of us take years to do, and not just him alone. There's other lads there, yeah. so you take Oshin as well across the year. Um, uh, obviously then Ben himself Ben McKenna how much he came on over the year last year mm. and when you go into that Leinster that was I know it's great to win a Leinster but for us it's even better to see some of them lads you know the half dozen lads who got their opportunity there or even eight lads who got their opportunity there how much they came on because um, they just developed so much and it was a bit freer it wasn't the end of the world if we lost any of those games is that the, is that the secret to call it being like you were there in all two? You were right in the when we got the senior lens to final. Is yep. that is that the <clears throat> secret sauce? Uh, well, I think O two is a little bit different in that it was like the very first time we were in kind of Leinster, and the first game really was just throw anything at it and see what happens. And after you get over that first game, there tends to be a bit of momentum and a bit of confidence that you're equally as good as teams outside the county. Yeah. Uh, I think this year. It wasn't just exact same in that uh, I think we had three, did we have three weeks to prepare from the Kilkerley game yeah. too, so that kind of helped in that you do your week of celebrations and stuff, and uh, that training session two weeks before you could see that uh, lads were going to take it serious. Although a bit freer, there was full attendance at training for yeah, that, yeah. and. Uh, as soon as we got over the first game, I really thought we... That was a uh, great trip down to Offaly. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was brilliant, yeah. I almost wish we had a few more uh, away games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In 2 was the Starlights in 2 the yeah. first game? Yeah. I yeah. just remember, yeah. I remember looking forward to the night out. There was about 10% conversation with the game, and 90% was the night out. I think only one there was only one person with a room booked. Oh, it was crazy. It was yeah. 40 lads in the room. It was the best laugh ever. But even it wasn't. Even yeah, this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a replay. I think yeah. people thought we drew on purpose. Just yeah. to get away. Yeah. <laughs> we did crazy we did crazy bus ride home that that from Offaly too. That was, that was a crazy bus. But then we got back to Stavan and like Stavan needs a lot of credit. Like it was nearly like a home venue. It was. So we take on Monster Evan the games call off on the Saturday for, for rain and then it was put on then the Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah, I yeah. It was. And then yeah. they were they were a really good outfit. Really good. But again it was it was kind of similar. We knew there was gonna be dark moments in the game. There's a lot of unknowns when you're kinda of playing against these teams that you haven't got you're not playing week in, week out. But I think we had a lot of 
no fear and confidence in ourselves mm. that we just stuck to it and I didn't really think we were going to win in, lose any of the games in Leinster you know from watching the game yeah. I, I don't mean beforehand I mean during the process of it I had very big confidence in lads we knew we'd six lads we could bring on that would like help the game, the game yeah. yeah and change the game and it's like we were obviously a surprise element to them as well because they wouldn't have had much homework done on us yeah. like, you know? and I remember it was just Tittered, the game was just on the edge, and then you give the ball into David. It was a like, it was a it was a fifty fifty ball. If he, if David didn't get it, I would have been eating the head off here. Was it long? It was a long <laughs> ball. A perfect ball. Perfect yeah. ball. <laughs> it was. It had to be perfect. We we, we worked a lot of training. <laughs> it was due to work. <laughs> I know, look, that's, that's something you build up, though, you know, like, I know, right, it ball ended up going to be brother, like, but at the end of the day, myself and Dave have played for the last, what, 17, 18 years when I came onto the panel, so, like, that's just, you, you build yeah. up that kind yeah. of, you know the runs, I knew exactly what he was doing, the way he made his run and the way he checked, and then, you know, he gave the ball before it was even made, and just look at, that game for us was most satisfying but things like that you're dead right like, things like that they, they come off and it could easy yeah, like, it would yeah. easy just be a, but, like even you know, when you're coming off like the first two goals early on in the game the back post Shane Hickey and Brian. David the, Brian as well oh, yeah. and we, we, so we go we overcome monster a really tough game and then I think our best performance was in the semi-final then Dunlavin yeah, we'd won wide had we <laughs> we've won wide that game as well I don't know, but you think we don't the program as Adrian Fearied in that semi-final. What was that bit screech? We were hoping you weren't going to miss the game, first of all, due to a labour ward. Yeah, we probably, we were our third child the week of that game. Um I remember it was a Tuesday morning. I remember going to training that night. Like I, mean, I just wanted to keep it low key. I didn't really say it to many people. Like and not really, no one really knew until that was in the, in, in the program, and they were, just didn't realise and you know so far. But, nice moment. Uh, yeah, that was a great week. Great week. Yeah, that was that was a lot <laughs> happening. Hello, John Young here from Travel Young Coach and Minibus Hire. I'd like to say a big congratulations to Maddox Rangers in a tremendous year of 2019 and best to look to them this year. And then Mullinavat, the final, Kilkenny team. I don't know about you, but I, I never felt as much pressure playing a, a team that you're supposed to be, supposedly supposed to be. Like talk about Catch-22 and then they go, was it seven points ahead? Yeah, and re- like 15 athletic people like classic men, um, and they're going really hard for every ball. And um, you know, you could say all oh, hurling team and this, that, the other, but we could we could learn an awful lot off them. Uh, they kicked really, really good scores that day. Did runners from deep, and they were looking like a real outfit. And nothing was happening for us. We were slipping, Zero we were happening. dropping balls, we were kicking wide, we were shooting when we shouldn't be shooting. Small hand passes and tipping around with a red midfield and no go for and then uh, I don't I can't pick out the exact moment but uh, something changes and we just get scores and right. probably the, the, the I don't know what the score tally who got them all David obviously got David a lot David and Adrian got a few to come at the end yeah, I remember Sean coming over to me he ran over to the pitch Sean Kelly and he ran over to me and he says call Aaron over so the three of us are huddling the pitch and I think I'm seven points down and Sean says to us just stay in the game 
just stay in the game. Yeah. And I think then we got we knuckled down and got a couple of points. Yeah, the couple of points before half time were vital. vital. I think it, I think you got two, did you? I got two of them. Yeah. Yeah, and I and, and it just it made that half time team talk a little bit More easier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the players didn't actually go to that dark place. They were kind of going, "Yeah, we're in this game." Because they were solid. They were solid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Effort, like, but if, solid. Th- if those two points went the other way and you're nine points down, like there is the, the dark on, moment yeah. that looks very dark. Because you know? you're, you're playing in the game, and you're thinking. Oh God, we're going to be back with the Kenny team here. Yeah. For me, it didn't feel like that. And a lot of people were saying, that. I couldn't believe that after the game, they were saying, we worried like when we were, when we were well down. Like, and I said, genuinely didn't. It didn't even cross my mind. I just felt process, just keep at it, keep at it. Because like, we, we were cutting them open, to be honest. Yeah, I think yeah. when we attacked, we were cutting them open. Just that last play would let, like the last ball was letting us down or the wrong option. And they were going down, they were kicking the ball over. They were very efficient, and they, yeah. they, like you know, even speaking with some of them, you know, they saved their best game for us as well. So you know, they, they basically play, played above their above their ability, um, and we were struggling a bit. We were just making silly little, this, you know, where we against Dunlavin, it just everything clicked for us. Um, we were making silly mistakes against Mullinavat, but we kept in the game, as you said, and we were a point going down, playing the second half with a strong breeze, and you know, you always felt that. Right, we've we've weathered the storm there. Let's let's drive on, and you know we got the goal. I think you give the ball into Brian, yeah. second half, and Brian as he does once like, the man just comes to life when he's when he's inside that box, like and uh, got got the goal for us, and you know we probably got the next score or two, and we're yeah. comfortable. Maybe six was it six points at one stage? No, yeah, yeah, was, it was it? Yeah. They brought it back the tree then, and it it definitely started to become. You know, we were hanging on a bit at the end, like you know. Uh, we probably I don't know for some reason we got we got a bit negative and, and started to try to contain the ball and hold the ball whereas you know we should have been just playing or playing the game plan you know and you get another long speech again that was a bit better this time we didn't get as much slagging anyway <laughs> <laughs> did you did you feel that front in the in the loud final like the thoughts of replicating Damien no no it was never about that like it's always it's it's, it's nice though like ah it's it's lovely yeah, yeah. It's, I look back at it probably in in, in years when when you're retired and and you know what. I don't know for me, it's always about just staying in the present, and it's always about the next. Like the minute we won that, it was like, right, who have we got now next? And even even the the, the Leinster Championship, it was for me, it was always like, this is brilliant. Like the, the fact that we're going on a run here is going to do so much for us next year. Yeah. Um. And and you know, I, I firmly believe that. I firmly believe like since we won that championship, maybe the two weeks before the championship final and the, the Leinster final, like. Take take away the rest of the year. We've learned more in those six to eight weeks than yeah. we did for the for the yeah. whole year, you know. Um, and so many lads have grown of age, and you know they, they've really they've really stepped into their own, and they're going to be great players for us next year. Yeah, this year. And to, just to kind of finish up, like it meant a lot for the village. I know we went out, we went down, we played Maraclare in the semi final, did go our way that day, but um, for the village as a whole. Like it was, it was great. It was it yeah. lifted the whole thing, training and everything over Christmas. And it's brilliant. And I, I think community together, the community. Uh, I personally felt an awful lot of support around the whole thing, and I thought it was, it was a rite of passage almost there for a while to get the parade around the village. And when it went away for nearly a decade, uh, it's uh, you know there's a kind of a sense of loss to some extent. I know people obviously moving on and people moving out of the village, people passing away. But it was a, a reminder of what it's all about to some extent when you're able to go back and the pavilion of the, the clubhouse after the uh, both the Leinster and the Loud final were brilliant. 
yeah. like, it, and it's something different than football. It's the community, and the community come together, and so many <clears> new faces. Like half the people that you'd be in the clubhouse week, who's that? Yeah, you know, yeah. you wouldn't. It'd be the first time really interacting with an awful lot of people, but uh, yeah, we really remind you what it's all about. You know, I was thinking about it coming down. Like it, it's it's amazing how. And and it's probably just comes with the with the glory, the golden era that we've had. That championships is all that matter in in the club. Like you look at since two thousand and two when we won our first championship. See, if two thousand and two, two thousand and five, two thousand and nine and ten, we won senior championships. Two thousand and eight, we won the Shieldland Cup. Uh, two thousand and ten, we won the Shieldland Cup and championship. Two thousand and fifteen, we won the Division One League, and two thousand and eleven, we won the Division One League. Yeah. 2017 we won the Shield and Cup again and then 2020 it's amazing how consistent we've been in winning trophies but none of them really mattered and there was always that sense that you know we haven't won that since 2010 but yet we've won well, a Division 1 league and we'd won a Shield and two, two Shield and two, Cups two, two, Division, two one. Division 1 leagues two Shield yeah. and Cups you know but they were just there were nothing like as far as we were concerned yeah. um, which is great to see that that's not a bad thing no, no, no I think we, look, we all have an opportunity to go back and look at medals in a few years time but yeah you're right it's the only thing does it even nothing wrong with playing intermediate in fact some of the most enjoyable years I'll ever look back and play with Cullen as an intermediate but there's something about uh, being involved in Joe Ward and being not even winning it but being involved in the yeah. chase for it yeah. is uh, what's all about it's all it brings you to life yeah I know I know. well I wouldn't say it was the most enjoyable year was playing uh, like intermediate wouldn't be as enjoyable for me but definitely this year was my most enjoyable year in terms of the crack with the lads the young young fellas <coughs> pushing on taking the piss and what have you a just enjoyable sort of year and you got to know them better as well and the full bond there and I think we tied the community together as well any final words what do you want to know about <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, like I, I can't pick out like the best moment about the year and this and that. Uh, there's loads of great moments on the pitch. A few of Adrian's hits, Brendan Lacey's chase back to prevent the score against Cooley, was it? Yeah. Uh, Niall McKeown's goal against Matt Raclun, even though it didn't go well. But uh, the biggest thing was just pulling everything together, the community. Uh, Sean said it there. Uh, the two evenings back after we won Loud and Leinster were just unreal. I have two kids and I don't think they'll ever forget it. Uh, great year all in all. But uh, 2020 in senior football is what it's all about. A couple of weeks ago we were in uh, uh, at the Draw Independent Awards and we got team of the year ahead of the Blues. But yet, it's the Blues is where we want to get to. You know what I mean? That kind of level at senior football. Mm. You know, it's ironic. Like, you know, but uh, hopefully this year we give it a good crack and see see where we are at. Lads, thanks very much. That was the Matic Rangers Glory Days Loud and Proud podcast. That was the story behind 2019 Loud and Leinster Intermediate Champions Matic Rangers. 
the team who finally got over the loud hurdle. And when they did, went on to conquer the province. You heard about the dark moments, the crushing years of heartbreaks, the adoption of Stabannon, the enthusiasm of Ute, the help from key members of the five in a row All-Ireland Champions Dublin, a captain to match his father, and a remarkable Leinster tradition forging. My team, the team who united the village of Cullen once again. Glory days indeed. Thanks again to the lads and the kind sponsors, Waters Estate Agent and Travel Young for making the Matic Rangers loud and proud. Glory Days podcast. Here we go, here we go, here we go Run. <laughs> <laughs>